I, I want to preach on, and I haven't given any titles. Are you recording this? The title of this message is When God Shuts the Door. Or as we say in Spanish, Cuando Dios Cierra la Puerta. When God shuts the door. Beginning of verse 1. And the Lord said, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. And I want you to underline this in your Bible. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. And we're going to come back to that in a minute. Of every clean beast thou shalt take unto thee by seven the male and the female and the beast that are not clean by two, the male and the female. A fowls also of, of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Of clean beasts and beasts that are not clean and of fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah, unto the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. And the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And the self same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. Then every beast after the kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind and every bird after every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in were in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. And the Lord shut him in. When you read the book of Genesis, it's the book of beginnings. It's the book when God made this earth. We believe the Bible is true and evolution is false. We, we believe that God created the heaven and the earth by his word. He called those things that are not as though they were. There's power in the word of God. He created man in his image. 
He created Adam and Eve for the purpose of glorifying him. But he gave them something that the angels do not have or animals and that is called the will. The will. Every one of you here in this room has been born with what we call the will of man. We are a result of our decisions in life. Nobody makes you, I mean, I know as children, uh, you know, we, we try to correct our kids. But if you notice when a child starts walking, they're walking away. When a child starts crawling, they're crawling away. That's just the nature. And so the will of man must be subject or submitted to the will of God. Are you with me, saints? When you see the, what happened to mankind before the flood, the Bible says that all flesh began to corrupt themselves. It said there was great violence in the land. It said they were eating, they were drinking, they were giving in marriage. And, 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 and Blake and I were talking a little bit about that today or the other day about basically life was normal, but normal to us or to the believer, normal to them was two different normalities. Basically, with them, there was no morality. And God could no longer deal with man. The Spirit of the Lord, it says in that, that text, that the Spirit of God would not always contend or deal with or strive with people. I want you to hear me tonight, folks, that don't take uh, salvation for granted. Some people say, well, I'll get saved when it's my time. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. A lot of people think that they can decide when they get saved. And let me tell you something. The only way that you can get saved is that the Father draws you. But there's something the Lord pointed out to me before I really get into the message tonight. In verse 1 about Noah. It says, that the Lord, let me read that in the Amplified Bible. And the Lord said to Noah, come with all your household into the ark for I've seen you to be righteous upright in right standing now let me let me deal with Noah you see every individual that is born has a sense of right and wrong even if they're not really schooled even if they're really not taught the conscience, God has given every individual a conscience. You see, people basically know there's certain things that are evil without having to be told that. Whether there's murder, homosexuality, drunkenness, uncleanliness, Lying, cheating. But the generation of Noah rejected that. They, they willfully rejected that which is moral. Except Noah. I, I know that in church we do our best as 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 not as maybe good as we should preach it, to try to preach morality and preach to people right living. And we, put, we, we show scripture. 
But in reality, most people know what is right or wrong down deep. Now the word of God amplifies it by teaching it as sin. And the recompense of sin, which is we know is hell. The Bible says the soul that sinned shall surely die. That's right. Amen. That's the, it's the, the reward of sin, the wages of sin, the payday come. A lot of times, you know, we as, as, as parents or grandparents or as teachers or pastors or or mentors, and we, we see people going in a bad direction, and we, we try to convince them, but down deep they really know they're wrong. Right. Yes. Unless, as I preached over this Sister Sophia's church the other night of the book of Romans, God gives them over to a reprobate mind. A, a mind that is void of reason. When, when their minds become darkened. The Bible says they, their minds become seared with a hot iron. Where no longer they can distinguish right and wrong. God has given them over to that. I was listening to, you know who Paul Washer is? Listening to him preach a little bit about this. And he, he's a Baptist preacher, very powerful. And he says, really, that is the judgment of God. When God gives up on an individual, I know we're looking for the tornadoes and, the, and all the hurricanes. We say that's God's judgment or, or, or the earthquakes or all, whatever. But really that is the, the birth pains of the, of the earth. But when it comes to the judgment of God upon an individual, it's when no longer God deals with that person. When God no longer speaks to that individual. When no matter who preaches, who sings. No matter how big the church is, how small the church is. How wonderful the church is. How wonderful the parent is. When God cuts an individual off, they can never be saved. This is what happened in the generation of Noah. It says Noah found was righteous in his generation, in his time period. He was the only one out of I don't know how many thousands or millions that lived on the earth. We don't even know. I remember watching the Discovery Channel, maybe it was the History Channel, sometime back, and they were doing a, a story on the great sphinx of Egypt. And that when you look at the great sphinx of Egypt, they've always speculated well what was this and they said it was some pharaoh and from antiquity but they said but the body of the sphinx which is a lion was eroded by water when it never rains in the Sahara desert but they said in this documentary a secular documentary that it was probably the flood which to me is interesting that that even secular scientists recognizes there was some type of flood upon the earth and there was some type of habitation of a of, of man upon the earth. And of course, we can speculate on all kinds of stuff about that stuff. And I'm not here to preach on that. But, but just to say this, that mankind before the flood was very well advanced. They, they were not a bunch of pagan people out here living in caves. And the men were dragging their, their wives through the streets by their hair with a big old mallet. And as we look at cavemen, a man was, was much more advanced than what we think they were. 
Because you see, every individual has been created in the image of God. You, you have been created as whether you're educated formally or through your own education. We have this, this, this ability to reason. We can discern. We, we can build things. No matter what culture it is. Whether it's in Europe or Asia or Africa, they build things. Ah, where did man get that from? It's God has given every individual this ability to do something. But we have to understand, folks, that all of the geniuses that man may have did not come from man. It came from a creator. His name is Jehovah God tonight. Let me tell you something about, about God. God is not my servant. God does not exist to serve me. God is, is not in heaven. He's not my butler. He's not my maid. He's not my slave. He is God. I've been created. Listen to me. Don't clap your hands just yet. Yeah, I've been created for one purpose, and that is to glorify Him. And the moment that man stops glorifying Him, that you hear me, I'm going to probably feel the anointing coming on me right now. When you stop glorifying God and thinking it's you, and you're a narcissist, and you become one self-centered and it's all about my life that is the beginning of a backsliding in your life and you may never come back this was the culture of Noah listen to me folks tonight God for 120 years dealt with these people when you look read the book of Jude it talks about Enoch that he preached out there to those folks but they would not repent let me tell you something folks I cannot make people get saved I cannot make people repent I cannot make you serve God. I cannot make you give it an offering. It's all voluntary. We do everything we can that we might tell people about Jesus. You know what we're doing, Brother Blake, Brother Pastor Chris, Sister Sophia? We're building an ark. But there's coming a day when it will be finished. How did you hear what I said? There's a flood coming. Judgment is coming. And I'm building an ark. Can anybody in the house shout amen tonight? Built an ark because God said, I'm sending judgment upon the earth. Yeah. It's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights. The fountains of the deep are going to be broken up. That's where many believe the continents, when the continents were divided. That's why there's mountain ranges along the coasts. Because the, the geysers of water that came up and said God would cause the heavens, the fountains of heaven to come down. Some believe that was the firmament. Some scientists believe, Christian scientists, believe before the flood, the earth was like there was a canopy of water around the earth that kept the ultraviolet light from coming in that causes aging. That's when you would have the time of the dinosaur. That's why man can live to be almost a thousand years old. That's why plants could grow to be hundreds and hundreds of feet high because the atmosphere was different. But God says, I'm breaking it all up. I'm going to change this thing around. 
I'm going to to make a a new a new uh, earth, so to speak, here. But not everybody is going to be able to live upon it because there's too corrupt. Now let me tell you something, folks. There's a lot of stuff in here because Jesus even said, "As in the days of Noah, shall also be the coming of the Son of Man." And brother, we're living in the days of Noah. Did you hear what I said? If you, there's ever a day that we're living in that day, and I don't know about you, but when Jesus Christ comes and raptures His church. I'm not going to stay here. If you want to stay here and look for the Antichrist and the false prophet and the mark of the beast, be my guest. But when Jesus comes, I'm going up on the first load. How many of you tonight are going to go when Jesus comes? If you are, give the Lord a clap offering and a shout of praise tonight. Yes, 120 years, Noah is building this ark. He and his son. Ham, Shem, and Japheth, three young men, 120 years, they're building it. No machines, no cranes. They're doing it. There had never been rain on the face of the earth. But Noah heard God because he was righteous. I've always wondered if we know the Bible has been completed as far as the writing of it. We call the canon of scripture. But I've always wondered, is anybody left in this generation that is close enough to God that could still write the Bible? Is there a Paul left around uh, Peter? Is there a Noah? Is there an Abraham? Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Some people preach there was no grace in the Old Testament. Yes, there was grace in the Old Testament. Noah found grace. Now don't tell me, I want you to hear me. We know salvation comes by the grace of God. But whether you sin or do not sin, you're still responsible. I, we have a generation of people that want to point the finger at everybody else while they're in sin. I remember a, a few, about, well, about not even quite a year ago, I got a phone down in South Texas. Her son had overdosed on drugs. She was frantic. She's in her 80s. She called me up and said, please pray. And I've been talking to her about her kids for 30 years. All of her family is dysfunctional. Her one son is an alcoholic. The other son is an alcoholic. They cannot hold down jobs. The son that is overdosed, he's an alcoholic. The daughters that have been in and out of marriages and on and on. Now, this lady is a Christian. She's been saved for over 40-something, almost 50 years. I've been trying to pray with her for years, and she just won't hear it. And I, and I, I, I was to the point where I didn't know what to tell her anymore. And so I, I was asking the Lord while she's telling me on the phone. I said, God, what do I say to her? And, and the Lord brought back the book of Ezekiel chapter 18 where it says the father will not bear the iniquity of the son or the son the iniquity of the father, that everyone is responsible for their own sin. 
And we're living in a culture where everybody wants to point the finger. Well, the reason why I'm this way is because you made me this way. The reason why I do this is because they made me this way. The reason why I'm a murderer is because I was raised in this neighborhood. The reason why I steal is because I was raised in this neighborhood. The reason why I, I'm the way I am is because somebody may be that way. But not according to the word of God. Every individual must bear their own sin. They have to bear their own iniquity. I remember reading a, a bumper sticker several years ago that said everyone is, uh, everyone is dysfunctional. Get over it. We all come from, from maybe situations that were not the best. Some of us came from, from families maybe that were not the best. But you know what, brother? That's why we have Jesus Christ. We can turn to him. But the moment that you start blaming everybody for your sinfulness and start telling, well, you know, my mother was this, my dad was this, my grandparents were this, I was this, and I and that all of a sudden you're no longer, you try to put the blame on somebody else. The scripture says, uh, if we talked about it, your church, Sister Sophia, where the apostle Paul says, thou art, thou art inexcusable, O man. In other words, I have no excuse before God. If I die and go to hell, what difference does it make who hurt me? If I die and go to hell, what difference does it make what my parents were like? I can get over that later, but I want you to know I must bear my own sin, and I must come to Jesus Christ and say, this sin is too big for me, so I'm gonna cast it upon you, and he'll cleanse me from it. Can anybody shout amen tonight? Ah, glory to God. Here, here is, is Noah. He still has a moral conscience. There was no Bible yet written. The Bible had not yet been written. There was not, not even an Old Testament yet. Moses is the one that wrote the first five books of the Old Testament and probably the book of Job. But you see, these old people back in those days still had a moral conscience. And I would imagine whether you're from Nigeria, Tanzania, from Brazil, there's this knowing that certain things are evil. Now we know this paganism, we understand all that. But that's why the scripture says thou art, there's no ignorance. God has declared himself through his creation. Creation testifies there's a God. He keeps talking about these animals that would go to the ark, male and female, not male and male and female and female. Creation teaches that. Even before the law, God knew, Noah knew what unclean animals were and clean. There's just knowing. When you ask a child, when he starts being able to talk, you don't have to teach your children how to lie. They just know how to do it. They, 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 there's this sense that I am wrong. And I want to cover it. But God was reaching out to mankind. 
even though they had basically taken their their fist in the face of God, God is reaching out to them. And I don't believe building an ark for 120 years was by coincidence. He's preaching. Preaching. The judgment is coming. Rain is coming. Get into the ark. Oh, you know, you're crazy. There's no judgment coming. Everything's fine. Everything's good. What? Chill out, Mo. Chill out, Noah. Nothing's going to happen. Ten years go by, 20 years go by. Kids are born and they begin to grow up. People say, who's that old man out there building that boat? Oh, that's old Noah. He says there's a storm coming. He was preaching that when I was your age. No storm's coming. 30 years go by, 40 years, 50 years go by, 60 years go by, 70 years go by, 80 years go by, 90 years go by, and nothing is happening. Generations are coming. Kids are growing up. People are living ungodly. Violence is in the land. Three, thievery, uh, rebellion. Everything is going on. Immorality. Get to the ark. Get to the ark, Noah says. Get to the ark. Uh, uh, God's sending the flood. What are you talking about? It's never rained before. This is never going to rain. No, no, you're crazy. But he heard from God. 110 years go by, 115 years go by, 117, 118, 119, 120. The ark is finished. The ark is finished. It's all done. All The interior is done. The exterior is done. It's just waiting for a flood. Now, when the ark, I want you to tell you this, is three levels. There's a bottom level. There's a second level where the door is. And the third level is where the window is. The bottom level, I believe, represents the Father. The second level represents Jesus Christ, the Son, because he's the door. And the third level represents the Holy Spirit because that's where the dove flew out. Oh, glory to God. Here, here it is right here. God says to Noah, I'm, it's finished. Now bring your family in. Bring the animals in. And they start coming in. The, the, the clean one-sevenths, the, the unclean twos. And they start coming in. All the people are just observing this. What is that old man doing now? He's 600 years old. He's crazy. He must be wanting to put a zoo in there. A zoo of birds, dogs, cats, rats. They're all coming in. And Noah's saying, you can come in too. It's getting ready to rain. God is going to send a flood. He's going to destroy all flesh on this earth. I'm going to get rid of everything. I'm going to start all over again. 
And where he's going to start over is with these people in this ark, with these animals in this ark. They said, Noah, you're nuts. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. That's how the world looks at us as the church. The church looks, the, the world looks at us as a bunch of idiots. They think we're a bunch of crazy people. They make fun of us, you know, this whole saying the universities. They say those people that believe in God, those Bible thumpers, those people that beat pulpits and jump up and down and spit when they preach and sweat. They're a bunch of ignorant folks. They don't know what they're talking about. Don't they know that evolution is the way to go? And yet science has never proven evolution. But they say it over and over and over enough where people start believing it. They, they talk about all kinds of stuff that people just believe because it's on the newscast. And they think people like us are, are ignorant, that we're living back in the dark ages somewhere, that what Chris is doing is crazy, what Brother Blake is doing is crazy. Que la hermana Sofía está haciendo es bien loco. ¿Por qué está predicando en iglesias? ¿Por qué tiene cultos levantando ofrendas? ¿Por qué está haciendo esas cositas? ¿Te queda te busca trabajo, busca dinero, busca plata, busca lana, hallelujah, búscalo, why are you doing all this stuff, it's crazy what you're doing out here, but I want you to know brother, we've heard the voice of God, and there's a, there's a coming day of reckoning, did you hear what I said, Jesus is coming again, I want you to hear me, Jesus is coming again, I want you not to clap your hands, lift up your head and shout amen tonight. Jesus gave several signs before his coming. One was as the days of Noah. Another one, he said something very profound. He said, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Did I say that in Mama Sophia? Acordaos, la esposa de Lot. Remember Lot's what was it about Lot's wife? What was it about Lot? He was in Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, when Jesus talks, I, I like to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, cuando Cristo habla, yo quiero escucharle. Well, when Jesus speaks, even E.F. Hutton has to listen. Lot's wife was taken out of Sodom and Gomorrah, but she looked back. I know some people teach you can never lose your salvation once you get saved, but she sure did. She was turned into a pillar of salt. Mmm. Everybody go, mmm. Jesus says, these are some of the signs before my coming. It said, nations shall rise against nations. And that word nation doesn't mean Mexico and the United States. Actually, the word nation in the Greek means ethnic group. Ethnic group against ethnic group. Kingdom against kingdom. Wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes in diverse places. Pestilence, famines. We're seeing that around us. We're seeing the Middle East, and I'm not prophesying because God hasn't told me this, but, but in the natural, the Middle East right now is about ready to explode. I mean, you saw what happened to the, the Jordanian pilot yesterday. They burned him. And then so Jordan, they, they killed two ISIS people. 
And this thing, brother, is not going away. CNN cannot make it go away. Fox News cannot make it go away. Congress cannot make it go away. Obama cannot make it go away. These issues are the issues of the heart because a heart of man is inherently evil. I know that the psychiatrist will tell you and the humanist will tell you that man is basically good. But the word of God says the heart is deceitful and deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? You see, brother, let me tell you something. You may not like to hear this, but you're not all that. I know what they tell you on TBN. I know they're going to tell you how wonderful you are. But if you are not saved, you are going to die and go to hell. And there's only one way out, and that's through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There is no other Savior but Jesus. Can you shout amen tonight? Man is inherently evil, rebellious. We've gotten God out of America. We've gotten God out of the public schools. We thought it would make it better. Our public schools have become war zones. Teachers are having to carry a weapon with them into the classroom. People are not safe anymore. Right after that Columbine incident, I had to do a revival at First Assembly, of First Baptist Assembly in Denver, where Cassie, the girl that was killed, her uncle went to that church. I'm preaching up there just a couple days after Columbine. The whole city of Denver was in an uproar. How could this happen? How could a couple kids take the lives of so many and it started something that has continued to this day? Because you see, sin, unless it's checked, sin, unless it's dealt with, will always bring destruction. I feel the anointing. I don't care how much money your family has, what the last name of your family is. It doesn't really matter. When sin begins to come in to a family, it always brings death. That's why you have coups, and that's why we have wars, and that's why we have all kinds of stuff that's going on in the world. But hear me today. There's only one peace giver, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. Can you give the Lord a cup? offering tonight with everything you have. Hallelujah. The Bible says still, I know this is another scripture people don't like to hear. God is angry with the sinner all day long. I thought it was a God of love. You don't understand the love of God. Love, the love of God is the ark. Love does not mean he's condoning. The Bible says all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. All liars. Cada mentiroso tendrá su lugar en el lago de fuego. 
You lie on your income tax, you're a liar. You cheat on your classes, you're a liar. Somebody gives you too much change at the store and you don't give it back, you're a liar, you're a thief. That's what the word teaches. That's your nature. That's what, that's what, and I'm not a Calvinist, but that's what John Calvin taught as the depraved nature. And every one of us has it. Rebellion is everywhere in this nation. You can't tell people what to do anymore because they'll turn you in. You can't discipline your kids or they'll turn you in. People are disrespectful to the, to the flag. They're disrespectful to the government. They were disrespectful to police. We're disrespectful to one another. We're dis disrespectful to God. And we don't want to preach anything that would hurt that. We don't want to offend people anymore. We don't want to offend families. We don't want to offend individuals. We would rather have you love us and go to hell than hate us and go to heaven. I want to tell you something. I would rather have you hate my guts and make it to heaven then love me and bust hell wide open. Because one thing the Bible says, you're going to have to make your, your, your election sure. You're going to have to make sure you're saved. I don't save you. I, just because you repeat a prayer after Chris Clark does not mean you're saved. You have got to know you're saved by yourself. You've got to say, I am going to go into the ark of God, what we used to call years ago the ark of safety. How many of you tonight are glad that Jesus Christ has found you? If you are, say hallelujah tonight. So, so Noah and the family goes in, the animals go in. And then the Bible says that God shut them in or he shut the door. Noah didn't shut the door of the ark. Young men, when they went to this ark, this big old boat, Noah didn't shut it. God did. Now, doors do stuff. There's a door to this building, or several. The door, the door uh, is, an, is an entrance into something. You have a door in your house. How many of you locked your door before you left? Why do you lock the door? To keep people out. This door here keeps us warm, keeps us safe from the rain or the cold or the wind or the heat, whatever it is outside. It's a safe place. In here. Your house has doors. Banks have doors. Stores have doors. And this ark had a door, but it only had one. Because there's only one door into heaven. That's why Jesus says, I'm the door. There's no two or three ways into heaven. 
Islam is not another door. Buddhism is not a back door. Hinduism is not a door. The church of Wicca is not a door. The Baha'i is not a door. There's only one door. Only one way. It's not through the Virgin Mary or the Virgin of Guadalupe or somebody else. Jesus is the way. Can I get a witness out here tonight? Jesus has made a way through his flesh. Meaning upon the cross. When Jesus died upon the cross, all the anger and the wrath of God that was upon me came upon Jesus. Can I get a witness out here tonight? That, that, that's why when we come to the house of the Lord, we praise Jesus. We don't praise, we don't praise one another. We praise Jesus Christ. There is no other Savior. That's why it bothers me when I go to churches and they, they have all this stuff going on the front to praise people. This is not a platform. Excuse me, this is not a stage. It's a platform. This is not to entertain you. This is not to show you how well we perform in the church. They have that in Las Vegas. They have that in the, in the ungodly theater if that's where you want to go. They, that's where they have it. This, the church of God is not a, a, a cultural center. The church of God is not up here to stroke your flesh. The church of God is to glorify Jesus Christ and he alone. Can anybody in the house shout amen tonight? On Christ's solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. If you believe it, lift up your head and shout glory to God. So it comes in the ark and they go through the door on the second level. Typology is it's going into Jesus. And they're safe. And the Lord shuts the door. Now it's not raining yet. Go storm immediately. They're there for a few days. People say, man, he's crazy. We now know now, he's lost his mind. In there with all those stinking animals. Literally. But all of a sudden, something begins to happen. Remember the story of you, the stinking animals with Sister Hines when she talked about that. Something begins to happen. Clouds begin to form. And they begin to hear this thing called thunder. And they never heard it before. All of a sudden, they begin to see these lightning flashes. And everybody's still parting. Still th- carousing. 
as we say in the South, still living high. All of a sudden, things are changing. And all of a sudden, these clouds begin to gather over where these folks are. And these drops of water start falling. And one after another, after another, after another, after another, after another, and it begins to pour down. And they'd never seen it before. And they remember the ark. And all of a sudden, these, these low-lying areas begin to fall, fill up with water. And they begin to say, maybe no one was right. Maybe the old man was right. Maybe Noah wasn't so crazy after all. And so they begin to go around the ark. And it's getting, the, the water's coming down harder and harder. And they begin to knock on the, the door of the ark. Noah! Noah, we believe you now. Noah, we believe you. Open the door. I can't because I didn't close it. No, Noah, the water's rising. I can't open. The parents take their babies and they begin to hold them up. The fountains of the deep are coming up. All of a sudden the ark begins to float. And some of those folks are trying to hang on to it. But on that ark there is no rudder. There is no wheel because God is in charge of this ark. Oh, can I get a witness? Let me tell you something right now. I believe that was one of the darkest days on the face of the earth with mankind because even though there were tens of thousands that were destroyed, all of us go back to, to Adam and to Noah and his three sons. Hear me tonight, church. But you see, mankind always repeats itself. History always repeats itself. And God is saying,
save you. But time is running out. Let me just say a few things before I'm done. The economies of this world are not sustainable. You cannot depend on Obama for you. Don't you think? I, I know people, listen to me, that are on disability because of their drug use. And they get $600 a month. And they have to account for everything they spend. And if they get any more money than that, they lose it. There are more people in America using drugs than not. Statistically, over 50% of the people in this room are somehow, somehow medicated on some type of drug. And that's where Satan wants people. I didn't even know what depression was as a kid. Never heard of it. I didn't even know what homosexual, homosexuality was growing up. I, I didn't know what it was. I never heard of it. I didn't know what adultery was. It was never discussed in our family. When, I, when my father died, my parents were still married. I go home at 50 years old. My dad and mom are still living together. I'd have to go visit dad over here with his new family or having up families they've had over there and mom with all these families over here. Satan has done everything he can to destroy families, to destroy your life. And it's time for the church to get into the ark and say we're not gonna sin anymore. We're not going to be rebellious anymore. We're going to live God for God right now. As for me and my house, we're serving God. You tell your kids, as long as you're living in our house, you are coming to church. I don't care if you're 25 years old. You're coming to church as long as you live under the roof of my house. Can anybody shout amen? We are going to go to heaven. Can you lift up your hand and say amen tonight? Glory to God. Satan, you're not going to have my family without a fight. I don't know how Noah was with his two, three, three sons. But I would imagine he would tell those boys, you're not going over there. You're not going to hang out over there. You're going to build an ark. Oh, I don't want to build an ark. You're building it. I didn't hear from God. You heard. I don't care what you heard from. You heard from me. I'm your daddy. We're building an ark. Can I get a witness out here? Can anybody help me out in this? I need some help in this church tonight. You're not going to go to the theater. You're not going to go to the club. You're not going to go to the bar. You're not going to go to the dance. You're not going to do all that stuff. You are going to serve the Lord of this house. We're going to have devotions. We're going to glorify God. We're going to honor God. Can anybody in the house shout amen tonight? How many of you believe? I need some help in this place.
Glory to Jesus. I say glory to Jesus. I say glory to Jesus. Let me tell you something, Muhammad. Can you put me up on this microphone? Brother Blake, can you put me up? Let me tell you something, Muhammad, Dad. As long as your kids have their, live in your house, their, their bedroom is not off limits to you. You can go in there anytime you want, look under their mattress, look through their dresser, see what they've got in there, see who they're texting, see who they're talking. How can I get a, because we're going to go to heaven. Yeah. Can I get a witness out here tonight? I feel the Holy Ghost in my spirit. It's time to man up. It's time to get up. You say you're not going to listen to those kids. You're not listening to this music in this house. Man up. Stop wimping out. Stop making excuses. You, you got this little boy here? Keep bringing him. Keep bringing your sons. Keep bringing your kids. And let me tell you something, ladies. Mom and dad, are you with me, mothers? We need some mothers. Let me tell you something. Mom and dad, your kids already have friends. They don't need you as friends. They need you as a mama and a daddy. Can I get a witness out here? They need you as an example. My Lord, I feel the anointing. Because you're building an ark. We're going to go to heaven. Hallelujah. Can anybody shout amen tonight? You can be seated. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I could just see him and him and Javeth. But daddy, all the boys are doing it. He said, not all of them because you ain't. Not all of them. Because you ain't gonna do it. You're gonna build an ark. Cut down that limb, son. Hallelujah. Let's help drag that tree. It's so hard. I don't care how hard it is. We're going to build an ark. How long is it going to take? I don't know, but we're done with it. What is that going to be? I don't know when we're going to be done with it. I'm hungry. You build it. I said, chop down that limb, and we'll eat in a couple of hours. Oh, but daddy, you understand. Son, I told you right now, you can, we can stay here all day and talk about the limb or not. You can cut it now or cut it five hours from now, but you're going to cut the limb because I'm your daddy. I'm the man that has heard from God. I'm the high priest of this house. We are going to serve the Lord. Can anybody in the house shout amen tonight? If you believe it, say glory to God. Well, I don't want my kids to hate me. They won't hate you. They'll love you. Especially when they make it to heaven. Can I get a witness out here tonight? I can't, I'm not, I'm not responsible. I hate telling me this. Noah was not responsible for everybody else's kids on the planet Earth. He was responsible to preach them. But let me tell you something. The only kids he was responsible for was his. 
I've never preached this before like this, so you hear me. Listen, you're not responsible for every kid down the street. You're not responsible for what their parents do. You're responsible for your kids, and you tell them that. Say, son, I don't care what they're doing down the street. I don't care what party you've been invited to. You'll be in the house by 10 o'clock. You're going to be in the house at curfew time. You're not going out of it. If you're five minutes late, I'll let you forget it. You call me up, and you let me know why you're late and where you're at. Because I don't, I'm not running that family or running this family because we're building an ark. Can anybody shout amen tonight? I told you last night, my parents were never afraid of me. I'm just afraid of what my kids are going to do. Brother, I was afraid of what my dad would do. He was in the Air Force. He was in World War II. He shot down the Japanese. He was on 40 missions. He was a tail gunner in the flying targets. Tigers, do you think he was afraid of me? You're going to have to become men and women again. The rain comes. Be able to be the ark, but after a few hours, it gets less and less because they're all drowning. But not Noah. He's above it. And that's the way it's going to be with the rapture. Pastor Elias, when the rapture comes, and I'm taken out of here, I told Brother Blake today, the, the 30 minutes after the rapture, this church will have the greatest prayer meeting it's ever had. I mean, you won't have to worry about the, the key under the mat. They will break down the door. They will come in here. You talk about, you won't have to worry about them being quiet. They will be hollering, screaming, wailing. God! Forgive me! Give me another chance! But the door is shut. He's been dealing with mankind for 2,000 years. God, I'm sorry. Lord, I repent. You won't find a place to be able to stand in here. Every square inch will be full. And then you'll have the modern church that wouldn't tell people the truth. And the preacher will be right there with them. But what will happen is a few weeks or months later, the earth will be in such a chaos. A world leader will rise up called the Antichrist. And the counterpart 
will be the false prophet. And then you'll have a one world economy. Would you come and just play something? Let me tell you something, folks. If you take the mark of the beast, we call the 666, you can never be saved. You'll become demon possessed. I'm going to preach just old timey. You will take this, the mark of Satan himself and you'll be ever forever consigned to hell. And if you do give your life to Jesus during the tribulation period for seven years, the only way you'll be able to survive is to have your head severed. That's what the Bible says. You don't think the stuff that ISIS is doing and putting on the TV is not getting people used to the idea? So God sends Sister Sophia from Honduras, her brother from a great career. When you're living in Guatemala, is that correct? Blake probably could have become a star athlete. Carly, his wife. You, my brother. You, my sister. You, son. You. You, my brother. Chris. You. You, my sister. We've left it. To follow Jesus. The Bible still says that it's a narrow way. The Bible says, pray that she enter in at the straight gate. A, a good friend of mine from East Texas, from Troop Texas, pastor's first assembly. He said, Sister Sophia, the word straight in the Greek is where we get for histamine. He likes says, when the people that are not right with God, when they get there, they're rejected. See, a lot of people will want to go into heaven after the rapture. That will never be the issue. But the door shut. I don't shut the door on you. I want you to hear me. I'm not even your judge. Bible says to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. But I'm going to tell you something. This is one preacher that's going to tell you this. You cannot live a life of sin and make it into heaven. The Bible speaks about iniquity. The translation for iniquity is lawless. When the homosexuals had a march in San Francisco years ago, they asked them, one of the person, I didn't see it, Brother Chavez told me, but he saw the interview on TV. He said, one of those, the, the gay men said, well, they asked, well, aren't you illegal what you're doing out here? 
They said, we don't have a law. That's what anarchy is. You know that Jose you said in school. Anarchy is no, there's no law. Everything's permissible. But you see, the Bible teaches us it's better to fall upon the stone, meaning Christ, and be broken than for the stone to fall on us and be crushed. It's better to come to him and say, Lord, I failed you. Like the old spiritual we used to say years ago, it's not my mother, it's not my father, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I, I, I'm not really concerned, young man, about what you've been involved in or what you or you or anybody else. That's not my, I'm concerned about Chris Clark. And that I want to help people. I want to pluck as many as I can out of the flame of hell. I don't want to see anybody go to hell. And neither does God. That's why we send missionaries all over the world. Missionaries don't go through the world to, to, to have some happy, easy life. Oh man, I get to go visit the jungle of the Amazon and maybe get bitten by a, a mosquito and get malaria. I can hardly wait for that. They go there because they've been called. They have a, a desire to see people saved. And my desire is to see everyone in this room in the ark. I don't care if you're young, old, older, older, younger, younger, older. Want to be young? Want to be old? I don't really care how much money you make. I don't really care what kind of a car you drive. I don't care what kind of house you live in. I don't care if you've got clothes from Walmart or Neiman Marcus. I don't care if, you, if your car is 40 years old or you got the latest thing on the, off the lot. That's my concern about me, about you to me. My concern is where will you spend eternity? I'm not concerned if you're great at basketball or football or baseball. I'm not concerned if, if you're black, white, Hispanic, mixed. I don't care. My concern is will you make it to heaven? That's my concern. That, that's my job. You want to use that term? I don't care if you're a drug addict, a prostitute, a homosexual, bisexual, adulterer, adulteress, been married a hundred times, divorced a hundred times. If you're a polygamist, my concern is for you to be forgiven of your sin. We, we have in this room a multi-ethnic congregation that's how heaven's going to be see let me tell you something I need offerings to live on I thank you for the offering but I'm not preaching 
for an offering. I don't want to mer merchandise Jesus. I don't want to put Jesus on the auction block like he's some type of slave and you bid for him. I want you in heaven. And the blood of Jesus that he shed will wash all of your sin away. I don't care what you are. Jesus will take what you were and totally change you and make you new. You say, well, Chris, you don't know what sins I've done. I don't want to know what sins you've done. Jesus already knows about them. And he brought you here to hear a screaming preacher. You say, well, I don't like that kind of preacher. Well, it's all you're going to get. That's what you got. But I want to see your soul saved. I believe in divine healing. I believe in all of that. But you could be healed and still go to hell. Or you could be saved and go to heaven.